G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, let's turn our attention back to what's happening in a mission context. Reaching a nation, and let's call it the biggest nation in the world now since it's overtaken China for population. I'm talking about the nation of India. And what we might learn from those ministers of the gospel who are finding it harder and harder to do openly the ministry of the gospel that they're called to do, but what it is that is sustaining them, how to start that spark that ignites the fire and then keeping the flame of ministry alive even though there are hardships. Wonderful to have back with us today Pastor Dr. Abhishek Masih, who is Senior Pastor and Director of Agape Global Ministries in India. More than 500 pastors under his spiritual oversight and his ministry is extending to nations surrounding India. Uh, Pastor Dr. Abhishek Masih, welcome back to 2020. Thank you so much. Uh, Pastor, last time we were talking, we were talking about how much more difficult it was getting today to be a minister of the gospel. Some of our listeners who might have even been to India, uh, who've seen what it is to stand on a street corner and a crowd will gather and a preaching of the gospel and people will respond. It's not quite so easy these days. Yes, uh, things have changed. You know, you have to have a better way to approach and uh, you have to also respect the sentiments of the people also. Before it was just like we go on the street and we shout, but now things are a little bit difficult. You know, people uh, sometimes, you know, even sharing, taking the gospel, many times it can be a forceful way. But uh, now we are not allowed to do that. And uh, most of the meetings have to be taken permission. Most of the pastors who are coming in, the visas are being not granted. And of course, coming back to how you approach the crowd now, we can't just go on the street and do it. But yes, we can do it on the personal basis and uh, we can we can look for a nice place and then we can ask the people to come in and whoever wants to come, they are most welcome. Let's talk about how you continue to inspire those who are following you to continue to keep the sparks and the flame alive in their ministry, their call from God when things get tougher. Even here in Australia, things are getting tougher on the streets or in the workplace for people to share the gospel. So when you are talking to your leaders, some of them will be disgruntled. Uh, Some of them will be uh, in some ways... um, Uh, not feeling as though they can continue. And I know last time we were talking, you were saying that three of your pastors were actually in jail right now uh, for preaching the gospel. So if we talk about what it is that keeps the faith of a believer strong when things get tough, how do you respond to that? I believe, um, you know, when things are not in our way, you know, we hold on to the promise of God. You know, there are times where I always encourage my people that don't look to the wave, but put your eyes on Jesus. 
And as you're going to put your eyes on Jesus, there are things that He's going to do it in your life that your mind has never understood it or you have never comprehended that. Our God is a miracle-working God. You know, when the angel visited Mary, and Mary was sitting and saying, how this is going to be possible in Luke chapter 1? And the angel said, uh, when the power of God will overshadow you and the Holy Spirit will come upon you, everything shall be possible in your life. And that's the way I always encourage my people by saying, even things are tough and impossible, don't worry, we have the power of God with us. The Bible promises us, my presence shall go before you and level the mountains, will raise the valley, make the rugged place smooth. So we have the presence of God to go ahead to overrule the situation. Number two, we have the greatest power on this earth, that is the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to the church, wait and you shall receive the power. He's talking about the dynamis power, the power that has all strength to stand all opposition or all strength to see all miracles in our life. One of the stories that I love about keeping the fire within ourselves, and I encourage my pastors and I encourage the believer is to sit in the presence of God. You know, in uh, Jeremiah chapter 15, you know, uh, Jeremiah is saying that I am sitting under the hand of God. It's a, it's a time where you are isolating yourself. It's a time where you are coming uh, to God and saying, God, here I am, work in me, O Lord. And God is giving you strategies. God is anointing you for the next level. And these are the places where you are being revived. Like in, uh, in the life of da uh, David, David said, I sat under the presence of God. You know, so the, the key in our life is to have that quality time when we sit in the presence of God, when we go under the hands of God. These are the time where God speaks. David was surrounded with so much of challenges, but when he went and sat in the presence of God, the Bible says God gave him a promise that I will establish your kingdom. When Jeremiah was surrounded with the kingdom, or, you know, the, the kingdom uh, of Babylon, and there was so much of things that is going in Israel, at that time he decided, that I will sit under the hands of God and God worked miracles for his life. So the thing is today, what you and I can do, we can choose to be like Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ, receiving what God wants to give to us. And from there, I, I believe the Lord will make greater ways and openings in our life. And you've experienced hardships personally. Last time we were talking, you were discussing being under threat of axe attack. And uh, you had a mob of 70 or 80 who was set upon you and you were miraculously delivered. Yes. When you're a minority, as Christians are in India, mm -hmm. is there a big vision, a little bit like uh, the taking of a promised land, uh, the likes of Joshua and Caleb who came back from spying out the land and they had a positive report. Is there something special to understand as a minority uh, that these are the things you hold tight to because, you know, God is giving you a promised land. Yes. You know, the love that we have received, I was broken in my life. I was living in darkness. There was no hope in my life. You know, I was not courageous. There was, uh, you know, there was not boldness in my life. And even my friends that were around me was really going through hard times. Many of them, they wanted to commit suicide. If you're going to see the present condition of India, though India is growing, but there are, you know, more than 60% uh, population, they are walking in depression. 
You know, nowadays in India, if you're going to calculate from 17 years to 28 years, there are many people that want to commit suicide because they don't find any hope. They don't find any future. There is no reality. But here, when we rise up, we have tasted the love of God. We have tasted the goodness of God, how real he is. He has eyes that he can see. He has hands that they can touch. Uh, he has a voice that he can talk to us. And his goodness is so great that Jesus is the only one that died for me. He has touched my life. He has changed my life. He has given me hope and I am ready to die for him. With that love, I would like to go ahead. And this is what we are doing, trying to reach the people, not changing the religion, but telling them Jesus will transform your heart and your spirit forever. I know there's listeners who will be able to hear something special in the passion that you are relaying right now. When you're in a nation where there is a growing form of persecution, uh, does that actually fan the flame of the faith of your followers, of those pastors who are under your oversight? Are they, in fact, fearful of what might come, or is there something that actually spurs them on to action and greater things and fearlessness because of their faith? See, we always have two types of people. One people, when such things happen, they are fearful. They're going to take a step back. But there are also people in the same group. They are not offended. They are not afraid. They are ready to move ahead and say that even if I die, I die. It does not matter. But I will stand for what God has done in my life. So here many times we have to encourage the people not to fear, but it is a personal choice. You know, but many times when things have happened in my personal life, I have always gone ahead. And I said that I will not fear. I will go ahead. I will do what? You know, because I have a right to tell the world what Jesus has done to me. And many times enemy has come in all direction just to restrict us not to tell what the gospel is all about. But when we push ourselves and come to a point where we share the love of God, you know, and see the kingdom of God growing, it gives us so much of joy and peace. How about the camaraderie between leaders? Uh, you're leading more than 500 pastors. Uh, three of them are in jail at the present time. Uh, I'm just thinking of Peter and John and uh, the raising of the lame, lame man and uh, then taken away and uh, disciplined. And then when they're released, they go back to a prayer meeting where they pray for boldness. The camaraderie and the support that happens in leaders, is this something that you're seeing in the group that you're, uh, these 500 pastors that you're leading? Yes, uh, many times, uh, you, know, when, you know, when you are in a, such a big network and you are trying to reach to everybody, there are different feelings and there are different approach and there is a different morale among the people. But we are trying uh, our level best to stand in unity and support each other and pray for each other and communicate to each other so that we all stay together in one cord. And just not we, but I praise God that I can see there is a unity among the Christian organization in India that we are all coming together towards one cause. Pastor Abhishek, you're an inspiration and I know that you're in Australia for around about the next month yes. and you're available to be able to speak to groups. Uh, I'm not sure whether you're hanging around just in the state of Queensland. Are you travelling further than the state of Queensland? I will be in Queensland only. 
only in Queensland, but so for Queensland listeners, uh, an opportunity for Pastor Abhishek to be a guest speaker for you. Let me give a website, and of course you can connect with him on Facebook too, but the website is abhishekmasi.com. Let me spell that, A-B-H-I-S-H-E-K-M-A-S-I-H.com, and you can connect with Pastor Dr. Abhishek Masi, the Senior Pastor and Director of Agape Global Ministries from India, in Australia for this next month. Uh, you can connect with him, and he is looking for opportunities to make new friends while he's in Australia. And if that means an opportunity to speak to your church or to a group within your church, he would be open to that. Abhishekmasi.com, and you can also track him down on Facebook. Abhishek, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.